Welcome to the Culture of Things podcast with Brendan Rogers. This is a podcast where we talk all things culture, leadership and teamwork across business and sport. Hello everybody, I'm Brendan Rogers, the host of the Culture of Things podcast and this is episode 11. Today I'm speaking with Simon Nalen. Simon's an experienced executive who is currently the general manager of Alinta Australia, as well as the founder and director of two startup businesses, Jangler and Schoollink. It's fair to say Simon is a guy who likes keeping himself busy. I first met Simon a couple of years back. We sat in a cafe in our local area and Simon shared with me some of his story and how he was developing a mobile app that he hoped would revolutionise the act of giving. Ever since, he is someone I'm proud to call a friend. Now, I don't know why I didn't explore it at the time, but I never asked why he was so passionate about what he was doing. It wasn't until a conversation we had a couple of months back that he shared a deeper meaning to his work. Sharing that story and understanding how his purpose drives everything he does is the focus of our conversation today. Simon, it's such a nice change to have you actually physically sitting in front of me today. Welcome to the Culture of Things podcast. Thank you for having me, Brendan. And uh, yeah, good to put a, a face in front of me instead of a phone. Absolutely, mate. Let's dive right in, mate. How about I really like to start with you as a guest, just sharing a little bit about your journey so far, what you're about and where that's taken you today. And then we'll get into the, the crux of the episode around this power of purpose and what you're doing. I'm one of six. I'm the standard Catholic family, you know, one of six, number three. Um, at the time when the Brady Bunch was was the Brady Bunch, I was literally one of three boys and three girls. No housemaid called Alice. Uh, grew up in Western Sydney, northwestern Sydney, a place called Winston Hills, and went to school there. And now I'm a proud father of and husband of two young adults. Moved to the Central Coast back in 2000, 2001. Spent 10 years up here and then we decided to make a shift back to Sydney. Um, ironically, that I reverse engineered my, my commute. I was commuting one way and then I moved to Sydney and I got a job on the coast. Let's get into Jangler. So one of these startup businesses that you're a founder and director of. What really touched me, I suppose, and I mentioned in the introduction, we, you know, this conversation that, that we had around the drive in your purpose for Jangler. Share some of this story what took you on this journey with Jangler? Tell us, tell us about the story of Jangler. Okay, well, uh, it came out of the blue, really, Jangler. Uh, my general day work is generally with schools, and I would, had already embarked on a bit of a mission on a, on a different project called Schoollink. And what happened was, I think it was in 2018, a couple of years ago, a good family friend of ours, and, and you know, family really, she came to us and let us know that she had been diagnosed with cancer. That came out of the blue. This is the type of friend where uh, Karen, her name was, Karen and Stu, her husband, and Beck and I and our families would actually holiday together. So we'd spend all holidays together and then we'd get back and make plans throughout the year and, and we'd get back in February and all of a sudden Karen's, she felt a bit bloated or whatever during the holiday and all of a sudden there's a diagnosis of, it was, I think it was appendix cancer, a really rare form. So we got this news and... Beck and I are sitting at home and, and, you know, what do you do? You know, they're just processing the information. They're all shocked. You don't send flowers. It seems a bit morbid to send flowers. And we just wanted them to know that we were thinking of them and we're processing it too, but we didn't want to cramp their space. So 
what I did was, um, Beck and I, we thought, let's just get them dinner. We knew their local Thai restaurant, so we rang that restaurant and I tried to explain, look, I want to leave my card details here and this family will call and when they do, I want you to pay for it with this card. And it seemed a really confusing kind of way and it took, it took away the joy of, of the thought. And I was just thinking there, thinking there's got to be a better way where if you instantly have a feeling of whether it be empathy or, or congratulation or, or thanks or whatever it might be, there's got to be a way where you can not only give the gift but give the meaning behind the gift. And I don't think Uber Eats was really happening at the time. And even with an Uber Eats type product, which we could have organised, it, it didn't seem to hit the emotional mark for me. And for me, the gift of giving is always about the thought, not about the, the monetary value or the gift itself. And on the other side of it, I guess uh, I'm a firm believer of that people get way more out of giving, whether it be their time, their energy, their whatever, make people laugh or whatever it might be, than, than receiving. I think there's a, a small amount of guilt with receiving, I think sometimes, where people sit there, they don't feel worthy. or So that's where it started, the, the original um, frustration and trying to come up with a solution. Well, that's an amazing story. And if, if you don't mind me asking, how is Karen's journey going? Well, Karen is going well. She went through the first round and unfortunately, geez, I think about six months ago, it came back. So she's at the back end of that, this second round. But, you know, Karen's amazing. You know, she, she's the glue of that family, the glue of the friends, and she's a tough woman and, and the family's amazing, including Stu. So um, she'll be right. She'll be right, you know, and um, she's kept her family and her friends close and, and they're getting her through. What does Karen think about what you've done? Oh, well, I think she's a little bit chuffed maybe that, um, you know, and we don't talk about it much. The process of building the app wasn't as quick and simple as I thought. <laughs> so um, by the time I sent the, one of the first jangles, it was to Karen when she had received her di- second diagnosis. So it was really sort of bittersweet in that way. So I said, I'm sending her a jangle and, yeah, with a message that I did, really didn't want to be about, about that. But I think she's a little bit proud and I, I did talk to her about can I mention her name and, and she was quite fine. So I think she's... I think she's okay. How have you articulated this for your business? You know, it's a fantastic story and it's a real drive and exactly what we talk to businesses about, about understanding your purpose. And mm. so often there, businesses don't take the time to realise that this has actually started your journey, which is very unique and you're a man who's got drive around that. But what do those words look like in your business? Uh, it, it's a good question. And I think when you asked me to come and have a chat, it made me think about do I even do that enough? Do I do that at all? Is that just something that I'm thinking about subconsciously? And what was good was the team consists of my brother-in-law, who is a very skilled operator working at Easy Melbourne. He's worked for companies like Microsoft and Amazon and, you know, really high-level thinker. So he's married to my sister. And my sister's also had her journey with cancer. So there was, I think there was a correlation there with us. And uh, Josh and I, again, we don't talk about it much. We just focus on the sort of the day-to-day challenges, wins and losses and everything else. And the other guys involved is a company called Appboxer who do amazing work on the branding and the name and, and all those things. And we had a chat early on about it. I, I can't recall talking about it since. But uh, Josh and I, I think we have a deep understanding of what and why. Uh, and Sarah too and, and my wife Beck. But, yeah, I don't think we sort of hone in on it as much as we should. I guess it was really interesting to me and – Again, we've known each other for a couple of years now and, and I think it's fair to say we get on pretty well and we have lots of good conversations and it's something that was only came out a couple of months ago, maybe through my own you know, lack of 
curiosity or, or whatever. I mean, I've used Jangler. It's a fantastic product, but it means so much more to me now because I understand the story. What impact do you think that's having on your relationship and the people you partner with with Jangler? One of the most important things we did early on was I met a couple of young guys and, and the project was called My Shout before it was called anything else because I, you know, I, I wouldn't just come up with a brand or a name like Jangler and My Shout was by its own name is like it's my shout. I'll be honest with you, it, it, originally it was, it was all about money. I literally wanted to send you $10, my shout, for whatever, but apparently you need to be a bank and there's a few regular rules and regulations around money like that. But look, we really needed people that felt um, certainly passionate about the project and that had the energy to move really quickly with, with the product itself. So like I said, I had started with doing school links. So a, a lot of spare money was gone so we had to really engage josh and sarah and and approach some other people about about getting behind the the cause of it and and through that process we were able to to work out who saw the project as a spreadsheet and okay ins and outs and you know profit and loss and and who saw it about you know what i just believe in it anyway and the outboxer guys stood out for me from day one on that so it's yeah it's driven that sense of we're all losing on a startup. We're a classic underfunded startup. You get to the product development time and you're like, where do I go? Where do I go now? So if you don't have that inner sort of understanding of um, the way I look at it, we've facilitated many hundreds of people being surprised and feeling good. So that's what's got us through the, the journey. Tell us about how the power of purpose and for Jangler, that's really strong. How is the power of that purpose driven you through the tough times when you are building something and you haven't done anything like that before you're going to come across different hurdles and challenges and i think the main things that get you through are work ethic relationships and drive and the drive you can put the why under the drive but why really is overarching across all of them so going back to picking the right team if you like energy and people that weren't sort of all about the spreadsheet as we talked about we were able to to recall the the reason for it, and I was certainly able to recall it internally. I mentioned before, I don't think I don't think we've really articulated it other than just a sheer competitiveness to get this product to market. And I don't think I've reminded people what it's actually going to do for people. Uh, an investor said to me, um, who was talking to me about, it, he said, "Well, look, you're not exactly curing cancer, uh, literally." And I, I thought, you know, we're not, we're not, we're just a really small, tiny little little drop in the ocean. But what we are doing is creating a platform for people to be able to make people feel something. So the team probably needs to be reminded more, but certainly it's, it's hopefully through my persistence and, you know, hounding of, of them, they've all just been amazing about getting this to product to market. What is it that made you start to connect this story, this purpose to actually this product? And yeah, okay, you're not curing cancer, but you're making people feel pretty good and there's a strong purpose behind that. It was sheer frustration uh, or helplessness around not being able to solve a problem. I mean, my wife will often tell me, I'm not telling you a problem to solve it. Well, I think a lot of people are. They just don't want to admit it. So you can often get lost in the, the daily tasks and the challenges that come in. So there were plenty of times when you wouldn't even think back to the, the reason or the motivation why. You're almost sort of drowning in, I just have to, have to make this work. But I remember that there was a couple of times when I was sent something from the developer and it flashed through and it 
it literally gave me goosebumps the first time I received a it wasn't even a gift it was a it was a video message through the testing site and I sat there and I, I got goosebumps because I was partly proud and partly excited but I got goosebumps because it made me feel something so and then I went back to the frustration at that time and that just got us through that last three months of the project because the idea the process the my shout into jangler it all culminated in this one experience and I'm like excellent people are going to feel that at some point hopefully if they if they believe or use the product it's such a great living example in front of me around Simon Sinek's words they're ringing in my ear people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it it just resonates so much it's funny that the person handling the marketing and the socials and everything and we're trying to drive this as best we can he's been saying for a long time you, you really need to be able to tell the story and I've sort of I've just been telling the process and I haven't really related back to the story so yeah it's certainly given me a bit of drive even just chatting to you about it now how about we get to the maybe the easier part? This is the thing that, like you said, people just go to the process and yeah. then, well, actually what this product – what is Jangler? It's pretty simple. Jangler is a mobile app which houses 40-odd gift cards from national brands. And, and with Jangler, what you can do is from me to you, I can jangle you. So if you're a Jangler, you're somebody who likes to – the archetype is actually a joker. You know, you've got um, – that's the archetype around the brand. So if you're a Jangler – you want to make people feel good. You want to make them laugh. You're, that, you're the jester, if you like. So you can go on to Jangler the app and I can jangle you a gift card. Where it gets unique and where it gets fun and it's sort of it's the most fun you can have giving a gift card, in my opinion, is you can send that gift card with, in a social way by attaching a video. So, for example, when I went back before and I mentioned to Ka- uh, that we gave Karen a, a jangle when it first came to market, I, I sent her a heartfelt video on I can't believe the irony of me sending you this at that time. But there's been other moments where someone's had a the managing director of Best Sheds picked up the product and started jangling people like every Thursday and Friday after work. So he used it to engage his staff. And this is well before the pandemic. So jangler's the ability for me to send you a gift card with a, either a photo, a video, a GIF. And GIFs have been really popular or just a text message. The reason it's good is that it is, A, it's instant and it's two-way. So when you give something and you post it off, you don't get the endorphin hit back of knowing they got it or received it. So with Jangler, if I, if I send you a Jangle and you get the card, it sends me a push notification straight away saying, Brendan's received your gift, woohoo, you know. But then you have the ability to say thanks with a video with a gif so it's, it's a two-way transaction in, in a world where we just can't always can't always be together giving each other the physical gift these days and and the world's defaulted to gift cards <laughs> it's the lazy gift so let's make it a bit fun mate my recent experience with Jangler, as you know i used it quite a bit over christmas just as a thank you for my clients and appreciation to show them i can't remember if i used the video so much then i, I honestly can't remember but Mother's Day and my father's birthday is actually right around Mother's Day as well. Obviously, social distancing and all that sort of stuff, restrictions are in there in Queensland. They were actually travelling out back Queensland and, and based themselves there, but I was able to send them a jangle. I was able to do a video message for mum for Mother's Day and a video message for dad. And I'd already sent them one before, so but they just loved it. Just amazing, isn't it? You know, this whole COVID-19 situation. And to, to be able to do that and actually feel like there was a connection there yeah. and doing it and to me that just actually supports exactly what you've just been sharing about the story feeling happy 
there's a connection. Again, I can feel myself getting tingles just talking about it now. Mm, mm. You must be so proud of that situation and those sort of stories. I am, and it's come about it quite a bit. Out of the blue, we've had a number of people send, send emails saying, you know, for people that felt like they weren't being thought of or you know, where they've received this and um, they've had that feeling. So, yeah, to take a process, which uh, giving a gift is a process. It's, it's me giving you something, I'm ticking a box. So to then humanise that is pretty cool. So we don't lose, pass or fail, you know, there's progress in people remembering why why they're giving a gift. So if you can articulate that with a video or something special, then all power to them. You mentioned that word process. This stuff doesn't just happen. You don't click your fingers and wow, you've got Jangler up and running. You've talked about purpose and vision to reality. Tell us a bit about that journey. How have you actually got and the hard work and the process involved in getting to where you've got to today and Jangler's a fully-fledged product? It started with the brand of My Shout and when it really took on a, a life of its own is when we, we engaged a, a branding company to give it a personality. So that's when Jangler was born and if, you know, a Jangler, a Jester. And so once we had that and we had our why, it was about creating a really simple process. And, and I've never built an app before. I may never build an app again, uh, but I really enjoy process. I enjoy finding a problem and cutting down the process into small bite-sized chunks and the development team have the smarts and the understanding on how to challenge that and, and make it even better. So it's been challenging. There's been ro- literal roadblocks where this thing would not get up. I made a few assumptions early which uh, were incorrect and therefore we had to unwind some programming and we had to actually find a new partner to house the cards and, and with the technology because originally it was going to be for money, as, as I mentioned, and you're just not allowed to become a bank overnight. So it didn't matter about if it was for money or for you know ribbons or for a gift card, it was still about the feeling, right? So I guess where, how we got through it was making some good decisions, learning from our bad decisions, turning them into, into opportunities and never giving up. So just chipping away each day. And that's literally what it was. I've got a day job. And it was a nighttime thing. So consistency is what it is. Like any startup, a real labour of love, I guess you could say. What would you say was the biggest challenge in that process? There were two. One was it was a really odd feeling trying to find or think or ask for investment. Having never been involved in a startup where you, you go for, for an investor, it's like you're asking for money or it's like you're asking people to put in with no guarantees. So I found that a pretty awkward process and I met some, met a few people and, and I mean, we got along well. You know, people go, hey, it's a good idea and all that sort of stuff. But I found that challenging and it wasn't until, you know, Josh and I were involved in schooling together and he's like, hey, why don't you show me what this is all about? And I, I'm a bit embarrassed that I didn't first up. I don't know why. We worked well together and we still do. And so thankfully he solved that problem for me. So that was challenge one. Challenge two was um, having to pitch this product to a huge organisation for us to put our social gifting platform with their their gift card group. And then each of the vendors had to approve the process. So that were the biggest ones. Everything else was detail, you know, just small things, you know, legals, all that sort of boring stuff. Mate, the thing that's sticking out to me, and we, we have a number of mutual friends in our network, but Andrew Payton Smith, who's the founder of Jazoodle, and I'm not sure if you've met Andrew, but I think you should have a chat with him because he finds it so easy to always ask for money. <laughs> He's, <laughs> I, my I think He's my I guy. I think it's his, his English heritage. He's always putting his hand out, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> 
Well, maybe I need to get him to uh, do that job for me. Get some coaching from Andrew Patton-Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's always asking for money. <laughs> like, th- thanks for sharing around that vision to reality. Again, really fascinating journey. What, what I want to just ask about is the just this purpose we're going back to and, and how this has inspired you continually day to day, but also how has it helped drive decisions in your business? Well, we launched in December, in December, so we're, we're six months in. So it's funny you ask that question now because, you know, we're always, we've just gone through what is the gifting period, if you like, and that is the Christmas, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. So it's a, it's a good it's a good place to stop and have a look at how that beta phase into sort of fully-fledged product went. And we had a shareholder meeting last week. So the challenge we've got is, for example, we're chatting about, you know, we all want to throw a lot more functionality into the product. and But you, there's a real process around just throwing good money after bad, number one. And, and secondly, marketing takes time and costs money. So we were really able to sort of sit in a circle and just, just remind ourselves of the positive experiences people were having. And again, I don't think I relate it back to the original purpose, which was probably my own. And I think people need to be able to correlate that with something in their own life. So it's driving decisions because to be completely frank, product won't be a success overnight. It'll This will be a grind. People don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at this sort of product. So it's going to need that DNA on the product daily. And, and it's going to, we're, we're going to lose before we win together. Um, and we might need to bring on some extra people to help get that through. And those people will, um, whether it be sweat equity or, or other things, we'll just find a way to do it. There's a chart for startups. Basically, it's you've got an idea, awesome, it's, you've got a brand, everything's feeling great and building the product, it's going to be amazing. And then you launch and it's like, hold on, what, what, what's happening? What do you mean? To get to your first 500 or 1,000 downloads from a standing start is not easy from a B2C sort of product where you've got to engage and it takes seven, eight touch points for people to actually trust to put a credit card into a product. So we're in this, you go through the excitement, you launch and everything's great and then you go into this, they call it the depths of despair in the journey and, and that's where a lot of people lose focus and lose momentum and go, well, this was meant to be the best thing since sliced bread and it hasn't, you know, hasn't got a million this and that and that. So that's where we are now. And I don't see it as despair. I just see it as I expected that we would get to this point. So knowing that that exists is, is important instead of having my rose-coloured glasses on. So now it's about how do we climb back up into the, the energy that we had when we were developing the product. And that was a lot of fun, even though that was so hard. Before we built the product, if I, I would have said to myself, oh, I'm just going to be so happy with this every day, you know, because we're finally at the market, but it's not that way at all. It's not that way. It's You've got to continue to, to draw back on that reason of why you did it because you're going to be, if you do it like I've done it, you, you're going to be a product that's going to be, I wouldn't say broke, but you're going to be having challenges and you're going to want to push hard to get the most out of it. You've got to fill the fuel, fill the fuel up. We've got the car. We've got the motivation, we've got the steering wheel, we've just got to continue to put fuel in that car to keep it going. I love analogies, I love that analogy. To me, that power of the purpose, that's the fuel mm, and true. that's what keeps driving you. I also love what you said around people need to connect that purpose and, and your story behind Jangler to their own situation and people do that and how you started to articulate the purpose for Jangler, people now have a chance to do that. Tell us about the dream, Jangler. Where do you want Jangler to go? To be honest, the, the dream is, is 
might not be what you think. The dream is really for people to think of others more. That's the dream. And I don't want Jangler to be a product where you're ticking the box. It's a birthday, it's a wedding, it's a that's they're the obvious things. If you're a Jangler or who whatever, I want you to be able to think of someone who's had a rough week and send them as it's it's about surprising and delighting. No one's getting surprised getting a present on their birthday. They know they're coming. You know, let's surprise people by making them feel thought of just for no reason at all. And it doesn't have to be monetary. I get that. I get that. But sometimes it can be. Sometimes, you know, you might have a single mum of two or three kids and they've been working all week and, and you know, and you've got to think of others, right? So you know that they're going to be getting home and having to cook a meal. So jangle them an Uber Eats card and just give them a message saying, I know you work hard and just let me shout your dinner tonight. So, yeah, the dream is that people think of others more. And not for those obvious reasons. From a, I mean, from a business perspective, the, the the platform is there. We can actually we could literally turn it on in America and Canada and the UK now because of the the group we've partnered with. We would need to have a partner on board to do that. So I guess if I'm from a business perspective, I'd love to have a partner that sees that vision and that would like to have a, a chat about that side of the journey. Um, I haven't started the ball rolling on that, but we could literally turn it on in a few weeks in all countries. So, you know, I'd like for Jangler to be in the in the vernacular of people and I want you to be feeling a bit guilty if you're not, you know, because it's not all about us and, you know, that's the idea. Mate, you're the ultimate go-giver and, and again, I need to tell people a story and you rang me up, it was probably about three or four weeks ago now and you just said, Brendan, I love what you're doing with the podcast. I want to give you some money that you can use and you can jangle people and just say thank you and particularly guess. And I'm like, wow, that's just, mate, you didn't want any mention of this. You didn't want sponsorship. You didn't want anything. You just are living and breathing exactly what you're talking about with your jangle. So I needed to share that and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, no, that's fine. It's, um, you know, I, I do believe in it and it seemed a normal thing to do. And, you know, uh, that would go back to my parents without a doubt. They were the most giving and still are, you know, the most selfless giving people I know. So that comes from them. So I'll, I'll thank them from you. Tell us how listeners can get hold of you, buddy. Through the usual platforms. We, you know, certainly on, on LinkedIn, I have a profile there. It shows a few of the things I'm, I'm doing. We have jangler.com.au. I can be contacted through, through that. The website, uh, the email address is hello at jangler.com.au. I'm around. I can be found pretty easy <laughs> so, and I like a chat. So, you know, coffee, coffee's good. You do, mate. It's, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you and just have you know, the conversations that we have going in, in all sorts of yeah. direction. And, it's, and look, it's always been a pleasure. Mate, I just want to say a massive thank you to you for, for coming on board, for actually having the courage to sit in the same room as me given the situation. But again, we're, we're socially distanced, we which we is are. great. But it's great to have you in the, in the studio, in my home office for, for the podcast. Well done on what you're doing, mate. It's absolutely fantastic. Like I said during this episode, I loved the product. I loved the fact that when we first met and how you told me about the concept, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Actually having to use it now, or not having to, choosing to use it a number of times now. And it's a fantastically simple product to use. But now again, as I said, connecting the story to that, it just makes it so much more meaningful for me as a, a product. And the message that I want to get across around this, and, and I think you've articulated really, really well today, is that anyone can build a product like this, right? It's just a product. And if you've got the money and you know it takes a bit of money and, and you know some sweat 
stuff around it. But the journey and the purpose behind that is what makes the fundamental difference. And that's what you've got with Jangler. So, mate, well done. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute privilege. Thanks for having me. And, and look, to be honest, thank you for helping me add a bit more fuel to the the engine. So talking to you about this is sort of your confidence in the product, people, you know, and you've used it multiple times and just being able to talk through this has just added a little bit of fuel. So thanks for the gas. Absolute <laughs> pleasure, mate. I hope that, again, through the Cultural Things podcast and, and our listenership, we can share this story and, and we will share it far and wide and I hope it helps Jangler uh, really touch the hearts of so many people that you're hoping to touch. Good stuff. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me. In my books, Simon Nalen is a champion. After trying to do something good for his friend Karen, upon hearing the terrible news of her cancer, he experienced a clunky process which took away from the gift of giving, and he decided to do something about it. He didn't make excuses or complain. In fact, knowing him for several years, I've never heard him complain about anything. He just gets on with it. He turned that poor experience into something brilliant that all of us can use to humanise the act of giving. Jangler was born. Well, as you heard, it wasn't quite that easy, but he got there in the end. As Simon said, it's been a long and challenging journey, but the power of the purpose behind Jangler has kept him and the team going. These were my three key takeaways from my chat with Simon. My first key takeaway, clarity of purpose drives collective commitment. People like to feel that they are working towards something grand and aspirational. When this is clear, it brings people together. Simon mentioned how when times are tough, going back to their purpose helps to get them through. My second key takeaway, connecting with purpose helps you make good, long-term decisions. Simon talked about how this came into their decision when choosing a development partner. They chose a company who was aligned with their purpose. They knew this would be a better and stronger long-term relationship. It also helps to keep them on track when reviewing what they are doing and for making decisions on areas like functionality enhancements. My third key takeaway Purpose creates an emotional connection. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. These are the famous words of Simon Sinek. Anyone can build a product or deliver a service, but the purpose behind it is what people actually connect with. I used Jangler before I knew the story, but now I want to use it more because of the purpose behind Jangler. So in summary... Clarity of purpose drives collective commitment. Connecting with purpose helps you make good long-term decisions. And purpose creates an emotional connection. I encourage you to download the Jangler app. Surprise and delight someone by making them feel thought of. Do your bit to help Jangler humanise the act of giving. If you have any questions or feedback about this episode, please feel free to send me a message at brendan at brendanrogers.com.au. Thank you for listening 
Stay safe. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Culture of Things podcast with Brendan Rogers. Please visit brendanrogers.com.au to access the show notes. If you love the Culture of Things podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, a healthy culture is your competitive advantage.